hello, Pride 48. This is DJ Star Sage of the Faraway Nearby, and I will shortly be joined by the Duchess Sue. The, the handmaidens had just recently awoken her from her fainting couch. <laughs> it looks like we have um, myself and the Duchess. We also have the Shy Yeti and Toppy Smelly. Today's episode is brought to you by Greek yogurt and fruit, almonds, and some cinnamon. It's what's for snack. There's a place just out of reach where we go to escape an enchanted land of faraway nearby. Out in the faraway nearby, can you hear my call? Out in the faraway nearby, I'm thinking around the world, still you're here to stay. Out from the faraway. Ladies and gentlemen, the Duchess Sue. Hello, welcome to the faraway nearby. I am DJ Star Sage, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, the Duchess Sue. Hello, Sue. How are you? I'm pretty good. And yourself? I'm doing quite well. You just said that, didn't you? I am a little confused today, so... If everyone will just bear with me. Um, well, as I was saying, the Duchess must have been helped up from her fainting couch. <laughs> it's true. And it's so nice that those lovely young ladies um, aren't as cross with you as they used to be. I guess you've given them a raise. They might have been. <laughs> <laughs> Minimum wage affects even the land of far and near. <laughs> it, it does. It's, it's uh, amazing. So we are at a milestone, Duchess. This is episode 30. Can you believe it? Well, some days and some days not so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know, it, it wasn't so long ago that I was taking another look at doing podcasting because I tried my hand at it and I did a handful of solo episodes by myself. I've hidden them well. You can't find them. And then when I decided I'd like to try it again, I said, you know what? I'm going to ask my best friend to do this because we can clearly while away the hour in no time. Well, it's true. You and I can talk about just about anything for just about forever. <laughs> no, one time we made a pot of tea last three hours. Yes, at least. <laughs> this is a live show. And for those of you in the chat room, our video is available on YouTube. Just search for the Faraway Nearby podcast. And so far, it looks like we have the Shy Yeti, Toppy Smelly, Veritable Virgo, and we are visited by an extraterrestrial. We have Ick the Alien. Oh, yeah? Ick the Alien? Yes. Ick is um, one of the, uh, the, the resident characters of the Shy Life podcast. It's been a little while since we've had a chance to sit down and chat. The Duchess and I will catch up with what's been going on lately. Our last episode, if you haven't already checked it out, we did an interview with Baron Frosty, and that was quite fun. We talked about travel, we talked about childhood, and we talked about ambitions, and we uh, reviewed a little bit of his writing plans and some of his projects that are out, and Ick is waving to us in the chat room. Yes, I, I was noticing that. I was going to respond to him here, Oh, perhaps. The, the Duchess is throwing the royal wave. 
<laughs> that's me. So we will uh, talk about our weeks in just a moment here. Now, I usually have you go first, but would you rather that I go first so you can collect your thoughts? That would, yeah, that would be good. Okay, so here we go. We're going to talk about our weeks. Okay, so it has been an interesting summer so far. Um, I continue on my diet and I am down by 65 pounds. And this won't be all about dieting. I know that some people get tired of hearing about it. Uh, we are in the uh, the planning stages for several different activities we're going to be doing this summer, Billy and I. We have a couple of family reunions coming up. And that should prove interesting because I've recently learned that there is sort of a diamond in the rough that I've, I've just learned about. Um, it is a, and this is going to sound creepy, but interesting people, interesting stories. <laughs> um, the, being the genealogy nerd that I am, along with a sci-fi nerd, whenever I can find a new piece information of information about the past, I just want to dig into it like I'm somebody on a treasure hunt in the library. And I've recently learned that there is a little country cemetery and it's situated not far from one of the reunions I'm going to be going to in a couple of weeks. So what makes it interesting about that is there is a website called findagrave.com and it's sort of the Facebook of cemeteries. Um, that sounds a little bit morbid, but... You know, as uh, as generations go by, families move and, you know, you probably couldn't tell me what your great grandmother might have done uh, or where she grew up or, uh, you know, what her family was known for. But if you can follow your family's history, you get to learn things. And so this uh, cemetery that I'm going to be going to has several people in it from my grandfather's family, or at least they have the same last name. And I'm at the point where I'm trying to piece together missing links. You know, I, I know who my, in this case, I think my three times great grandfather was. And I knew he was born in Vermont, but I don't know who his parents were because he wasn't buried with them. So um, in this particular cemetery, I'm hoping to find some names that might fill in some of those blanks. So that should be exciting. That's something I'm looking forward to. Um, cemeteries are very fascinating because of the level of detail and artwork that goes into some of those old headstones. Never mind the fact also when a lot of people in historical societies catalog cemeteries, they'll go through and oftentimes they'll only have the prominent headstones there. You know, maybe they're on their lunch break or something and just writing down a quick few things. But if you wander around enough, you'll see in-laws buried with each other and, you know, children buried with them and grandparents. And then because of the names, you can put two and two together and think, oh, well, this is so-and-so's grandmother. And you realize, you know, where, where the puzzle pieces come together on this. So it's interesting because in that part of the state, um, my grandfather didn't grow up there. He grew up in Pennsylvania. But I guess if you look at a map, they had to have stopped somewhere on the way from Vermont to Pennsylvania. So I guess they spent some time <laughs> here in the Excelsior State. We have another family reunion at the end of the month. 
next month. It's also Billy and my wedding anniversary. It was seven years ago in August that we got married. Uh, just We got our marriage license just the month to the date from when the state uh, Senate um, enacted marriage equality in the state of New York. So we were actually in line at the town clerk office to be one of the first people to get a marriage license application. Cool. So, um, of course, being was being what it is with planning, um, I'm not going to exactly get to do what I wanted for our wedding anniversary, which was to go to Niagara Falls. <laughs> We're going to end up rubbing elbows with the folks in the haystack so that we can be here for my uh, family reunion. And this is more of a favor to my um, my favorite aunt. When we were at my grandmother's house a number of years back after she'd passed away, we were going through some family photographs and something triggered a memory with my aunt. And she decided to tell this story where she was with her. She was married to her first husband at the time. You know that that's a story from her glory days when she tells you it was when she was married to her first husband because she's been married four times. <laughs> um, but she told the story about her car breaking down on a hill, on a steep hill, and she had a standard transmission. And this may have been in the winter, so of course that added to the excitement. And uh, she was on her way home to her husband from the store, I think, and uh, her car broke down and she ended up having to hitchhike with a truck driver mm. uh, because that was the next person who came along who saw her thumbing for a ride. So, of course, uh, the the exciting part about that was thinking about my aunt in her glory day getting married in her early 20s whose car is broken down and now she's thumbing for a ride and, you know, some possibly uh, um, creepy character comes up. He's like, hey, lady, you want a ride? <laughs> but it wasn't a red van and she lived to tell the tale. But yes, we'll talk more about summer stories. That's what our episode's about today is the um, the glory of summer. And I have some uh, coming up plans that I will talk about in a little bit here. So Duchess, I think that I should turn the reins over to you. What have you been up to and what's going on in your summer? Well, I haven't been up to much. Cleo and I have launched our YouTube channel. And that's going well, I think. Mm -hmm. The Duke and I are getting ready to move if we can find an appropriate place to move to. So this is all part of that witless protection program that you're it in. Is, right? Yes, the, okay. the witless protection program, yes. Mm -hmm. And yes, we are uh, making an attempt. We also would like a little, a little more space. We uh, are going to be taking on some more servants and, and perhaps some family moving in with us. So we need more space. Oh, so you're, you're thinking of a joint living arrangement? Yes, yeah, something like that. Oh, okay. Well, that, that might be helpful because I, I know that you, you've spoken before about having your granddaughters help out mm -hmm. since you have a few troubles. Yes. Yeah, so um, Cleo is actually uh, consider considering joining us in our household on a more permanent basis oh. or semi-permanent basis. Mm-hmm. Something of that nature. So that is all going real well. And other than that, and it being extraordinarily warm this summer uh, in this fair state, there's really not much going on here. Now, if I can uh, turn the pages back a few, a couple of weeks, maybe, 
it wasn't long ago that you told me that you had a ladies' night out. For our listeners who who may not have heard before, tell them a little bit about um, your ladies' night and going out with your friends. Well, actually, this was uh, constructed by or or desired by my daughter, mm-hmm. and we have a well, we call her a cousin. She was actually married to a cousin of mine who has since passed. There's a whole lot of people <laughs> that have come and gone that I am, that are like my first cousins that I. I have no idea who they are and they're all somewhere else. And so at my daughter's uh, request, we've been going out with her and another woman from, from uh, Mama's church, both of whom are uh, not Mama, but uh, Mama Bear and I are both left-leaning politically kind of. Mm-hmm. And my cousin and this other woman from Mama Bear's church are both kind of right-leaning. And I keep thinking if I really want to keep us <laughs> submitting myself to this kind of torture, I'm sorry. In tribute to the Shy Yeti being in the chat room, I have to say, in the background of my mind, as you're telling me you're on both on pl- different political sides, I'm thinking the song is London Bridge is falling <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I at least managed to get Mama Bear to to understand a little more about uh, about politics in our fair country. But then I think many of my other relatives do. Mm-hmm. And, and I am told, and I have believed this most of my life, that you should converse with people that you don't necessarily agree with. Right. That way you you get various points of view and they get various points of view and, and perhaps you don't have to have uh, free-for-alls and, and uh, shooting uh, battles and such. I sometimes find it a little hard to put up with since we have, since our most recent presidential elections. Oh, yes. Understandable. So what have, you know, you met up with your ladies group the other week. Where did you go? What did you have for your meal out? Oh, we always go to Applebee's for, for free wings. Well, they aren't free, but for cheap wings. <laughs> oh, okay. Because you they're, have... the peasants, of course, you know, have to mm-hmm. have to be accounted for. They... Oh, yes. Well, you know, the peasants do have some of the best <laughs> food, though. It's true. um i i do hear that the um the buffalo wings actually were constructed because uh somebody was trying to put together a quick snack on a budget i i believe that's true so uh is there a is there a favorite drink that you imbibe a favorite what a favorite beverage an adult beverage oh yes oh oh, an adult beverage oh yes of course we drink the margaritas the house margarita that are mixed up by the bucket the night before And I think that traditional margaritas possibly have lime in them. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember um, one of the first times that I was old enough to drink that I did actually get drunk. And this is after my ex and I moved to Dallas, Texas. And what I swear is one of the hottest summers I got (laughs) off of that airplane never having been to Texas. And this is at Dallas Love Field, the Mm -hmm. place to hear about when you watched J.R. Ewing. And I swear... My feet were going to melt to the asphalt as soon as I touched the ground. It was that hot out. My face just felt like I was in Madame Tussaud's wax museum and it was no air conditioning day. <laughs> but uh, we, we had a favorite neighborhood watering hole that we went to called the Hideaway Club, which I think is still in Dallas. Mm. But basically it was a piano bar, neighborhood piano bar, bar that sat narrow ways on its property. The front bar and a back bar, and I think there was a pool table at the back bar, and they used 
do cookouts on this patio they had in between. Of course, then somebody had to speak up and the days were gone when people could bring their own steaks to cook. And, you know, you had to have gloves and there had to be a cover charge and all that. But anyways, that was one of the first times that I got drunk was on what might be called classic or traditional margaritas. And I think in Texas, they make those with tequila. And yeah, that's I'll, possible. I'll never forget because I don't think the air conditioning was working in our car either. And we, <laughs> we lived on the opposite end of town and we had to work the next day. We got halfway home, which was a good 20 to 30 minutes in traffic in Dallas. And my now ex said, oh, no. And I'm like, what? 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 Oh, no. I think I left my wallet at the bar. So we had to go back. I tell you, I felt like rolling down the window and throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> you might have so, felt better if you had. Uh, possibly. So I don't mind tequila, but it's not one of my fonder earlier legal age moments. <laughs> Well, I'm pretty certain these are not made with tequila. These are made with vodka. Okay, maybe so. Because this fair state is sort of a traditional. So you're planning on moving and you're going to be changing your living arrangement, having a granddaughter moved in, moving in. You've been out with your lady friends. So uh, I guess you'd say that the highlight is was ladies' night? Mm. Or was it that your granddaughter's moving in? I think that I think the highlight is that we actually started our little our little uh, YouTube show. Did you want to remind our listeners what's that? What well, yes. It's it's uh, called Bits and Bobs or Bits and Bob, I think. And there's several with a similar name out there. So if you look for the treehouse in the courtyard. The Faraway Nearby's official Facebook group. The Duchess has been kind enough to place a link there. And also, if you look for TFN Sue Duchess on Facebook, she'll have mm-hmm. links on her profile. Yes, we are also uh, talking to people on Facebook and Twitter at the moment. Mm-hmm. And haven't you just recently posted your third episode? Yes, we posted our third episode Wednesday. Excellent. We post Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Wonderful. To wrap up the peaks and valleys, the high point of my week recently has been being able to tolerate the heat a little bit more since I've lost some weight. And I think the valley, well, it didn't happen this week. But that's going to be having to go to a family reunion instead of Niagara Falls. <laughs> and, uh, You'll that... make Niagara Falls one of these days. So catching up to the chat room earlier when the Duchess was talking about um, moving coming up, um, Ick the Alien said that you'd be welcome to use his UFO, but he's been having problems with the invisibility cloak lately. Oh, I'm so <laughs> looking forward to using that. Uh, <laughs> and then Toppy has asked for somebody to uh, to catch my throw-up comment. <laughs> <laughs> So moving along here. So we're going to devote today's episode to talking about all things summer. And so there are just certain things that you uh, associate with the summer. That, of course, is an ice cream truck. And um, I grew up out in the country, and I do believe the Duchess did as well. But did you have ice cream trucks when you were growing up? Did they roll through your neighborhood? No. No? No, you had to walk, you had to, walk to town 
all of like two or three blocks to get ice cream. Mm-hmm. It didn't come to you, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> I think that's a city thing. I think so too. I didn't have it where I grew up. Now, um, we did have something different though. Now, I for a portion of my childhood, I lived in a trailer park and uh, not saying there's anything wrong with that, but in my defense, my parents were between stick-built houses. My dad was a building contractor. So whenever they talked about memories of the past, that's how they would justify it. They would say, we only lived there for a couple of years while we were planning on building our next house. <laughs> 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 you know, it, being in a close-knit neighborhood like that, you were always prone to certain interruptions. And of course, we had delivery trucks. Now, we didn't have an ice cream truck to that I remember course i was only like five or six at the time but we had a phenomenon that in the northeast and toppy might be able to attest to this it was the schwann's truck now i'm not sure if i'm spelling it right it's s-c-h-w-a-n-n and of course their logo is a swan on the side Mm -hmm. of the truck but they were a deliver a food service delivery vehicle you could order from them and they would fill your freezer so you get you know little pizzas and onion rings and anything you could stick in your freezer so that's as close to a memory of an ice cream truck as i have so jimmy bear has joined us in the chat room and he said when he lived in northern vermont we had a schwans well yes Welcome, Jimmy Bear. My nephews did have ice cream trucks, and they grew up during the 90s. And this is one of those things. Um, My poor sister, Betty, she and her husband both worked factory jobs after my brother-in-law got out of his four years with the Marines. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he couldn't find another job, and he ended up taking this one at a, a company that made television sets at the time. And I guess they both worked opposite shifts, so... Uh, more often than not, the TV was the babysitter for my nephews. You know, they 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 are fine young men nowadays. They they certainly have um, grown into their own. They both take care of their parents. Not that either of my sister or brother-in-law are in their twilight. I just mean that they're helping out where they can with household expenses and what and whatnot. My nephews grew up in such a, uh, a climate, I guess you'd say where they would drive by a McDonald's and they would just whine, mom, mom, please pull over, please. And my sister would just cave. And I guess at some point she did have to have a, a coming to on that because it wasn't helping out, you know, with their, their live livelihood. I remember when my nephews were young and I would go visit and they had an ice cream truck that would go through the neighborhood and you knew the tune that it would play. And in fact, yeah. You know, they, I think they were talking about this on Lotsel not long ago, if I'm not mistaken. It seems like every ice cream truck plays, pardon the terminology, but something of a pedophilish music. It's always some sort of a merry-go-round <laughs> or a uh, music box. And they always yeah. have strange names like you'd see in a horror movie, like Mr. Tasty or Mr. You know, Snow. Well, ours was Hokey Pokey. Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the first words my nephews learned were hokey pokey. Jimmy Bear is saying that in his neighborhood, the ice cream truck plays turkey in the straw. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a few things to talk about with summer. Ice cream trucks are just one of them. One of the things that uh, we'll move along and talk about here are um, swimming pools. Now, Duchess, uh, did 
did you guys have a pool at your home or did you go to the school to use the pool? <laughs> well, both of those things are really funny. <laughs> the particular area that I grew up in did not have a pool in the school. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a pool in town. If you wanted to go to a pool, you had to go to the next town over. It was about 10 miles away. However, we did have a river. We had two rivers that came together. Uh, the Great Saint Vrain, north and south, met in our town and provided us with a really fantastic swimming hole. It was cool, but not too cold. Not usually. <laughs> and the uh, park department had had set it up so that there was, um, well, the park department, the, the local firemen, I think, <laughs> the, the uh, volunteer fire department had, had gotten together and moved some rocks and things around. So it was fairly deep. And there was a little cliff you could jump off of and pretend like you were in Mexico and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and you wouldn't be hitting your head on, on any rocks or anything underneath. Oh, it was that deep. It was oh yeah, it was it was very deep. The rest you know, of the I, river is like about two inches. <laughs> right. you know, if I remember right, when we were talking about our favorite things last fall, uh, in our special about favorite things, you said that one of your favorite things to do was to lay in the grass and read a book. And now, mm-hmm. did you do that quite often uh, when you were playing at this water hole? Oh no. It no? was, there was no grass there. Oh, <laughs> Rocks so this is, there. <laughs> that would have been your perfect. Uh, hollow deck memory is if there were a grassy uh, yeah. area next to that river. <laughs> uh, I do did like to and would still if we were in the area like to curl up uh, leaning against a dead tree kind of thing and mm-hmm. and read books next with the sound of the water trickling by. We in my growings up here. I don't know if that's actually even proper English. But <laughs> when I was a child. <laughs> Uh, I was also in a similarly small town, and we didn't have a pool. Um, as I said, uh, I lived in a trailer park for a short time as a kid, and we usually lived in neighborhoods, so there weren't any pools during that time. I had neighbors that had pools, but if you can imagine, I was the little chubby kid, and I was also the youngest in my family, so when everybody mm-hmm. grew up, they left little butterball at home with mom and dad, and little, little, little Butterball was afraid of going out in public to pools because little boys don't wear shirts at the pool. So, mm. you know, this little boy ended up going to public pools with his mother because she wanted me to learn how to swim. And I, I can at least joggy paddle. I'm not an accomplished swimmer. But uh, in my defense, I also had a variety of health problems as a child. I had some severe allergies that in, resulted in me having to have ear surgeries. So um, I pretty much had to avoid, you know, being in the water for long periods. But my grandparents also decided that in their later years, they were going to buy a cottage near a lake so that the grandkids would come and visit. And that sort of backfired. I know I've talked a little about this in the past, but thickly, um, my grandparents moved near this lake for the grandkids. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they could have picked a dirtier lake. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I, I went to the school pool with mom. And we didn't even have our own pool at my school. This is the, uh, the uh, you know, just desserts. After I graduated high school, my school had already merged with another district. But mm. 
um, after that, they decided, let's spend some state money and we're going to improve the building. So now what used to be my gymnasium is now the swimming pool for the school. Let's see here. What else do we have to talk about with the summer? Okay, yes. We are talking about movies. Just and I were talking as we were in the planning stages for today's episode about drive-in movies. Now, the Duchess was a little bit surprised that I knew anything about drive-in movies because, let's face it, that was the heyday of the movie era. You know, America's love affair with the car, and then naturally we progress into outdoor movies. But, of course... There are some areas of the country that still have this phenomenon. So, Duchess, I think this is something that you may be able to speak more about. Tell us about your movie-going experience as a kid. I know you maybe didn't get to go to the movies a whole lot, but tell us about some of your adventures out. Actually, we got to go to the movies a lot when I was a child, when my father was still alive. He died when I was 13, so obviously that was limited the, the amount of time. But he left the movies and interestingly enough, we didn't have a real a real grocery store in the town I grew up in. So usually on Saturdays, we would go to town and buy groceries. And for some reason, our family would be driving home around dusk. And, and looking off to the west, I believe, might have been the south, you could see the theater, the movie theaters on, because that's where the drive-in movie was and my dad would be driving along and he'd say that looks really good let's go see that so like many of the movies I've I've saw in my childhood we would go and and get in the middle of the uh, of the first movie these were always uh double features at the Mm drive-in and shortly I would go to sleep and I suppose folks stayed awake. I don't know. My, my siblings may also have stayed awake. I think I just slept through most of these things and would wake up in time to see people shoot one another and things of that nature. And then sometime, probably before the second movie ended, my father decided it was time to go home and we'd go home. So <laughs> I'm not sure I ever saw two whole movies in a row, but I saw I saw the equivalent of a whole movie. <laughs> I know in later years, I know it started out with a lot of, of um, drive-in theaters having the little speakers on the poles, but yeah, um, later years, they started broadcasting the audio onto a, uh, a radio station. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things we used to do is if we weren't going to the movies, when we would drive by the theater, we would put the radio station on so that we could tell what movie was playing. <laughs> <laughs> I I, we did, I I did not go to drive-ins at that point. Uh, mm-hmm. We were still at the point where they had those little little um, metal things that you hung on the inside of your your window. Okay, you'd roll the driver's or passenger window up about halfway, and there would be this little metal thing that would come inside and hang off the side of it. Mm-hmm. And then well, the kids would all run around and go to the there was a little place where the movies were projected from and that had a snack bar kind of thing where you could go get things to eat. Um, just like that mm-hmm. <laughs> and, so, uh, and so I was going to- kids would run around outside the park on most of the night and well, the adults actually watched the movies. I was going to say, um, there there weren't a terrible lot of drive-ins 
in my neck of the woods, but there were two. And of course, coincidentally, they are in opposite directions. One of them has in more recent years actually closed down. And I think they've uh, turned it into a used car lot. Uh, <laughs> but I remember in the late nineties when Star Trek generations had come out, I drove in the area that uh, the Southern drive-in was at. And it's, um, it's kind of in a hilly area. But it was perfect because although you don't normally want to see a movie at the drive-in when it's foggy out, this particular movie, it sort of added to the ambiance. It was a scene of Star Trek Generations when the ship had been hit, they were in a battle, and the ship is separating, and the Enterprise saucer section is crash landing on the planet. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, if you get to see a Star Trek movie or a movie with any sort of space fights in it, it's best to see it on the big screen because you're going to see the ship as close to the real size it's going to be. So yeah. Imagine that was like a 3D movie experience. I'm sitting there in a foggy field <laughs> up at the driving screen. And here the saucer section of Enterprise D is coming through the atmosphere and crash landing and all the fog around it kind of matches what's on the screen. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and it landed right on the hood of your car, right? Mm-hmm. And in the chat room, <laughs> saying in the 80s, one of the drive-ins in our, his area closed and reopened as an X-rated drive-in. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, that would have been interesting. Yeah. I, I ever saw an X-rated drive-in. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> that really uh, I bet you that one has. I bet you that one has tall fences for the neighborhood. I would think so. Um, yeah. So we were, yeah. So mm-hmm, so just, we we were talking about um, you know driving movies being an iconic part of summer for a lot of people, and I thought part of that we would talk about movies that came out during important times in our lives. So we're going to start off with talking about the uh, the summer blockbusters that came out when the Duchess was her sweet 16. So uh, we made a little list between each other. And and Duchess, um, what movie came out when you were 16? When I was 16, that would have been, I believe, uh, Romeo and Juliet. Hmm. I'm not sure that was a summer movie. It might have been a Christmas movie, more likely. But I do remember seeing it. uh, Mm -hmm. Not at a drive-in at... uh, we were back taking care of my grandmother by then, and my father had passed away. So I saw that movie with my mother, of all of all people. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it no, seemed uh, ironic to me at the time, but no. Right. Now, another movie that came out the year you were uh, 16 was Bonnie and Clyde with Warren Beatty, yes. Dunaway, mm-hmm. and Hackman. Now, I, I don't know if you saw it when it first came out, but do you remember that movie? Oh, yes, I remember, and I did see that. I saw that, and I actually had a date for that movie, other than my mother. Uh, <laughs> there again, I didn't see it in a drive-in, I don't believe. I think we saw, I saw that at the Cooper Lincoln, a big, one of those big alleged three-screen theaters. Ooh, a multiplex. Those things usually gave me this headaches. I also saw How the West Was Won that way. Hmm, okay. Which is an interesting way to view that particular movie. Right. Uh, now, now, of course, some of the trivia about the cast of Bonnie and Clyde was that Warren Beatty later on would play Dick Tracy in a number of other roles. But, of mm-hmm. course, Faye Dunaway is most well-known as playing Mommy Dearest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, Gene Hackman has had a, a many number of roles 
including he played Lex Luthor in the uh, 80s Superman movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, another movie that came out, let's see. Oh, moving on here. When you were 18, so in some states you're you're of legal age to leave home by then, but uh in you know, depending on where you lived, the drinking age may have been 18 or 19. We'll get to that, but um in the uh, summer that you were 18, it was the summer of love. It was 69 <laughs> and one of the movies that came out, and you and I talked about this movie, it had John Voight and Dustin Hoffman. Now, before we actually get your answer, let's pull the chat room. Does anybody out there know what movie came out in 69 that had John Voight and Dustin Hoffman? I know there's a seven-second delay, so we'll see which one of you can come up with the answer. Now, my money is on Toppy Smelly. I think that Toppy will know what movie came out in the summer of 69 with John Voight and Dustin Hoffman. Well, 20 years later, apparently the Dead Poets Society came out. (laughs) Oh, yes. You have part of the name right. Cowboy is in the title. Now, I think that that's actually... Oh, yes, this is a different cowboy movie. Right. The the name that you're giving me, I think, is the title of a song. No, there's also a movie by that name. Jimmy Bear and Jimmy Bear has gotten our movie. Yay! Let me see if I. <laughs> that's, that's a very dark movie, actually. I, I've been meaning to see it, and it is on my watch list because I love classic films. And I'm sorry, it was made before I was born. I wouldn't normally call a movie from that era a classic film because it's not black and white. And yes, I do watch black and white movies, unlike. Oh, they're wonderful. <laughs> So, let's but yes, see. that that was sixty nine was was a year of a lot of uh, of really fantastic movies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was hard pressed to find just a couple of iconic movies, but I wanted ones that came out just in the summer, since we're sitting here with bands on and wondering if we're going to survive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So moving on, uh, unless do you have a special memory of Midnight Cowboy Duchess? Mm. Was that one of the ones? You, another one of the ones you no, had? I, I saw that in the fall. Okay, I now saw that with Mary Margaret, I think, and her little brother. Okay, um, uh, but, I think it's the next movie that you had a special memory of. Shall I move on to your next movie? Sure. I'm not okay. sure which list you have. <laughs> Never know, my dear. I, I know. <laughs> So um, I'm doing milestones. So we talked about when you were 16, then 18. And then, of course, the next milestone is when you were 21. So in 1972, when the Duchess was 21, and that summer, a very interesting movie came out. 1972 was the most, my, my 21st birthday was the most disappointing year. Oh, well, you can tell us about that. I'm going to pull the chat room. So in in the summer of 72, a very special and unique movie came out with a very special and unique talent, Miss Goldie Hawn. Mm. And also starred a very young man from Green Acres fame, Eddie Albert. So similarly, if we could put our minds together here, who starred in a summer film in 1972? Actually, you know who starred in it. <laughs> what was the name of the movie starring Goldie Hawn and Eddie Albert that came out in the summer of 72? 
and Jimmy Bear has it again. We must have us in a movie buff. Yes, butterflies are free. <laughs> oh, Toppy says that he would love for you to talk extensively about the experiences from the 60s. Well, so we could devote a whole. I think that we could get you and Toppy in together on that. <laughs> we could. I realize that. Now, Toppy mind you, I graduated from high school in 69. Right. So it wasn't exactly the 60s. It was sort of more the 70s. But for some reason, I think everybody refers to that period from like 65 to 75 as the 60s. Now, I know I'm quoting a song here, but isn't that the age of Aquarius? Yes, it is. Yes, okay. it is. Sorry. That, of course, is from a Broadway musical, and I'm going to remember the name of it. Well, so to answer the question, the um, the movie we were talking about was Butterflies Are Free came out when the Duchess mm-hmm. was 21. And now you're thinking of the Broadway play that the Age of Aquarius came out on. Now, I, I, I know of it from a popular band of that era as well. Wasn't it the Mamas and the Papas that sang about the Age of Aquarius? Well, they might have a number of people covered that particular song. Uh, They're probably not the originators of it then. No, and I'm thinking that I maybe I I may have this wrong. Is did that come out of uh, Jesus Christ? Toppy is saying uh, hair. Oh, it came. Oh, of course it came from hair. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking it came from Jesus Christ Superstar. Now, didn't but, you tell me you have a special memory of butterflies are free? Didn't you tell me that you had a date to go to? Yes, see that? I had a I had a date again. Not my mother, and not the gentleman I saw <laughs> <laughs> yeah. earlier aforementioned movie. But uh, yes, and it was. But this was winter time mm-hmm. when we saw butterflies are free. Yeah. The, I went to I went to the movie with a young man named Peter, mm-hmm. and he. It was winter. It was cold, and we were standing in line in front of the Stewart Theater. Every every town has a theater named Stewart, right? Right. Uh, especially as, especially. University towns, and there was a young lady in front of us, also there with a date, I believe, and she had this really gorgeous furry coat, and it had a hood on it with a really nice one of those really nice little banded furry things. And mm-hmm. Peter kept sticking her nose in her coat in that fur, the band of fur around her her hood, because she had it off her head. Oh wait, and- no. So your date was <laughs> smelling another lady's coat. Yes, he would stick his 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 nose into that that fur that was around the top the front what would have been the front of the hood except she had it thrown back and then he'd rub his nose in it because it was so cold outside <laughs> and I would every once in a while would put my hands up around my on my face and and breathe into into them to try and warm up my face but he thought this was a better solution of just rubbing his nose into and front of his face into her her fur on her coat it was a beautiful coat (laughs) and it did look nice and soft but i just i I thought that was terrible i would not have wanted to have been assaulted that way right well and i think you told me that much like your ladies group you you were having company with somebody of a different political leaning this is also true Yes, uh, Peter was a a rampant Republican, a pro Nixon person. But of course, that was when we thought Nixon was a really bad person. Mm-hmm. 
until we knew that there were people that could be worse. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm guessing, did you not know his leanings before you two went out? Yeah, I, yeah, I sort of did, but, you know, oh, okay, I was a so freshman in college. He was a sophomore at the university. Uh, you know, what the heck? Right. What, so the, you know, he was the, paying. What, what did I care? <laughs> this is a chance opportunity. You wanted to see how it would work out. Yeah, you know, I, mm. it's... We went to see a movie. I went to and, see movies with lots of people that I liked even less than I, I would <laughs> like even less. Peter was actually a pretty nice guy. He just had his politics kind of turned lopsided. So to uh, to the Duchess's credit, a little backstory here. Um, let's just say that Peter did not end up becoming the Duke. <laughs> this is true. The last I heard, he was in Florida, involved mm -hmm. in some kind of politics down there. And God only knows oh. what you can get up to in Florida. So, you know, he might have been one of those gentlemen whose wives have been smashed in the face with a pie. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> you, you never can tell. <laughs> oh, so, okay. So those were the milestones for uh, or the movies for the Duchess's milestones. So we're going to go ahead and move on to my growing up experience in the silver screen. Now, these should be a little more recent, I do believe. Oh, yes, they are. But, you know, I'm not a millennial. I'm somewhere in between. Um, now, we didn't go to the movies often when I was a child. I do remember we had um, a station wagon um, just before <laughs> my siblings were old enough to be on their own. But there were quite a few years when we were living in that trailer park that my parents squished all four of us kids into the back seat of a Ford Fairmont. And that is a mid-sized sedan for those of you in the chat room. Okay. So um, let's just say we could not have held on to that car as us as the children grew into adulthood because I think you could at most seat two people comfortably on that back seat. Yeah. <laughs> Full-size people anyways. But um, we didn't go to the movies often. And this is aside from the milestone. I read a... Um, a survey recently and it was uh you know what was the first movie you remember going to so this will give you a little idea of my age i remember the first movie i was old enough to remember is i went to see return of the jedi and it was at a movie theater in the shopping mall and mm. at the time they um they you know had some toys out now Okay, I'm I'm crossing my my streams here. It wasn't Star Wars. <laughs> okay. Uh, at some point in the '80s, the Gremlins movie had come out, and I had to make a choice with birthday money. I was either going to buy a a Gizmo, which is is you know a little alien creature in a cute little movie from the '80s about creatures that become evil when you feed them after midnight, or I could buy Cindy Lauper's solo album her debut. <laughs> And my fate was sealed from there on because if I had if I had bought that Ewok and I had original today, I'd probably fetch some coin for that. Whereas the Cindy Lauper album, not so much. I, I still <laughs> love her more though than that Ewok doll. And uh, I'm going to go see her in concert next weekend. So oh, well, that sounds so, lots of fun. Yeah, I'll have something to report about that. But uh, let's see. Dipping into uh, my silver screen experience, I was 16 in 1993, and during that summer, there was a whole boatload of blockbuster movies. 
just a short sampling of those were Jurassic Park. Um, I can't remember the names of the actors in the film. I didn't write them down, but they they were prominent people. We had Jeff Goldblum in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say Laura Dern. And then uh, Sleepless in Seattle came out with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. And some would say that the, uh, the movie in the 90s called You've Got Mail is just simply a remake of that movie, uh, two people, two strangers who met by chance. And yeah, then, and that yeah. was that was just just a remake of. Um, oh, a fair to remember. Yeah. Yeah, that was a classic um, film. That was um, I want to say that movie came out in the fifties. I think so. Yeah, I have seen it a number of times, but I'm not entirely certain. And I think I've seen it in movie theater. Let's see. Another movie that came out in the summer of '93 was Hocus Pocus. Mm. And that is a cult classic. I mean, that was made by Disney and it starred Bette Midler and uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, who is Matthew Broderick's wife and star of the Sex and the City series. And then also uh, comedian actress Kathy Najimy, who starred in a number of years on a TV series called Veronica's Closet, a sitcom about uh, life in the fashion industry, and it had um, also um, Kirstie Alley. So uh, Hocus Pocus has seen a recent uh, research because uh, Bette Midler has made appearances at award venues wearing a costume that was inspired by her character in that (laughs) film. And there has been all sorts of um, interest in trying to get a sequel made. Now, of course, Matt Midler, being the upstanding lady that she is, would tell you that in a lot of the films she's played in, she has not been paid her worth. Women do not get paid the same as men, even today. And mm-hmm. that's another reason why there won't be a sequel to The First Wives Club, because in protest to what they earned or possibly didn't, they refuse to make a sequel. Yeah. So yeah. who knows? I'm thinking it won't be long before... Since Disney basically owns the rights to it, they will make a low-budget remake of the original for television, and then they'll probably have a TV series, something that would be like a direct-to-video kind of release. See, okay, so uh, Jimmy Barrison, Eddie Albert was on Green Acres in the movie version of Oklahoma. The guy in Butterflies was his son. Okay, so that was when I was 16. Now, I will say I only ever went on a date with a lady, one, a young woman once, because you were talking about dates. Mm-hmm. And I went out on my first, my only ever girl date to um, Look Who's Talking with um, John Travolta. Thank you, Toppy. Mm-hmm. And yes, I bought her a New Kids on the Block album that tells you the era that was. But. Oh, wow. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> so Sorry. Moving on to when I was 18 in 95, one of my favorite movies came out, and this is based on a true story, also starring Tom Hanks, just like Sleepless in Seattle. And you've got mail. He's one of my favorite actors, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Apollo 13, which I oh, do yes. think was directed by Ron Howard. Mm-hmm. And uh, a little piece of trivia about that movie was the woman who played John Lovell's mother in the movie was actually Ron Howard's mother. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yes. Or it might actually have been his grandmother. But she had the line oh. in the movie that if, uh, if they could figure out how to make a washing machine fly, my Jimmy could land it. <laughs> 
And then uh, some other movies that came out in the summer of 95 when I was 18 was the Kevin Costner movie Waterworld. It, mm-hmm. That was one of those um, sleeper movies, I guess, because a lot of people say it cost a lot of money. It didn't make that much and it wasn't that good a movie. I enjoyed it. It had Jean Triplehorn in it. She's a very versatile actress. And, yeah, another uh, movie I've never seen. <laughs> I think there's a few of them here. And then, of course, The Net came out with Sandra Bullock. And that was one of her first major roles. Of course, this is something that could be done nowadays because the uh, the paranoia has gotten even more pronounced with yes um it was a movie about a woman who did beta testing for a software company her identity was stolen she was implicated in a series of crimes and she had to go on the lam she had to to run and hide from the authorities because they thought that she involved with a series of crimes and so she had to uncover the fact that this major company that had produced a security standard and they were sort of of um, marketed as being like a Microsoft type company. They had a secret backdoor in their security system which was allowing all these hackers to overtake corporate America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that sounds kind of kind and, of familiar. Uh, so this is a movie that could be redone today, I think. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then lastly, when I was 21 in 1997, some of the movies that came out that summer were Men in Black uh, with, of course... Now that's uh, a movie I've seen. Yes, with Will Smith <laughs> in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was, I think that was one of the first of his action film roles. Before that, he was just known for television vision if i'm not mistaken and then that same summer one of my all-time favorite movies it's based on a uh, a novel by carl sagan carl uh, carl Sa- yeah yeah so one of my all-time favorite movies came out the summer i was 21 it was also the first movie i ever owned on dvd and it was based on carl sagan's book starring my one of my favorite <laughs> actresses jodie foster contact and then of course one of my other all-time favorite sci-fi movies starring the ever talented and versatile action film actress Mila Jojovic of the Resident Evil fame. It was the <laughs> element which also starred Bruce Willis. So those were the movies that uh, happened in the summers of my milestones. So, and I was just going to mention before we wind down and talk about whatever, mm-hmm. um, the Duchess was talking a little bit ago about the new YouTube channel that her daughter, granddaughter, and she have called Bits and Bobs. They're on mm-hmm. their third. So I also wanted to take this moment to announce that I have a solo project that I'm doing. Uh, the Duchess and I will continue doing the Far Away Nearby, but this is just a little peek into my day-to-day life. It's called Surely You Jest, and it's a, it's uh, in the vein of you can't be serious, you must be kidding. Or uh, <laughs> the Duchess's jester. And they're just going to mm-hmm. be short little car recordings, about 10-15 minutes. You can find that on iTunes under Surely You Jest. So uh, Jimmy Bear is on his way. Uh, He says that uh, Hubby is waiting for dinner. I know that all too well because I actually was supposed to be on my way out for dinner also with Hubby. So (laughs) goodbye, Jimmy Bear. We have to to get you guys all going. Yes. So I don't know if you have anything else you wanted to say, Duchess? Mm, No, I don't think so. I'm really pleased I could get here and all in one piece. Well, we were glad that you were able to join us. And the Duchess has a birthday coming up next month. So maybe you'll be good enough to put that on your Facebook profile so that our our listeners can, you know. I might consider doing that. Yeah. I don't know. uh, I'm getting ancient, you know. Well, (laughs) it's only as old as the mystery. 
It's true. <laughs> and uh, I do believe Toppy Smelly has a birthday next month, too. So you're in good company. Before we head out here, folks, uh, the Duchess and I will be recording one more episode before the uh, the fray of the summer. You know, uh, we normally do our show on the fourth Saturday of each month, but we are taking off some time for the summer. So we are going to go on hiatus after our next recorded episode. But we will be, be, be back in September. Everybody enjoy your summer. Yes. And it was wonderful seeing all of you. Bye-bye. Take care. You're supposed to wave. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Way Nearby. Visit our webpage at tfnpodcast.com Find our fan page on Facebook and our companion blog on Tumblr. This show is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher Radio. Email us at tfnpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at tfndj. And call or text us at 720-230-6919.